Welcome to Four Eyes, the podcast series that gives you a clear view into the new grad optometry world across Canada and the US. And we are your hosts. I'm Dr. Deepan Carr. And I'm Dr. Amrit Vilku. And we're back. We took a very long break from the podcast. To be honest, I don't even think the four of us knew if we were going to continue this podcast um, for a few reasons, but I'd say the main one was really just scheduling. Like we all live in different time zones. It was just when the restrictions were opening up after COVID lockdown. So everyone's life was getting back, you know, on a track and we were really struggling to find a time that would work for all four of us to be on an episode together. So you might notice for any listeners who've been on our four eyes journey, a lot of the episodes would not have all four co-hosts. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was just hard. (laughs) So we decided to take a break and then see, you know, whatever happens down the road happens. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, obviously time went by for any new listeners. We did our last episode last year in January So yeah, it's literally been a year since we've picked up these mics. Um, And then Deepon and I just felt like we missed it a lot. And everyone who listens to our podcast should know we love talking the most too. We over talk Rav and Alex a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes they'll be on there and people will be like, oh, they're they're here. They're still there. Talk like 20 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> so. We are, we both babble a lot. And so I think podcasting, we still love, it's our creative outlet and we love to share information with you guys. So for now, uh, Deepon and I will be co-hosting the podcast together and just giving it a new, fresh, new vibe, I guess, or just to kind of get back into it. And but who yeah. knows, maybe Rav or Alex will do a guest star episode. They are going to be, they're going to be interviewed. We'll just interview them for every episode. So basically coasting. And we missed everyone too. Um, I think we didn't realize how amazing the optometry community is and just what supportive community we developed through this podcast. Yes. And we didn't really recognize that until everyone said, where's your next episode? Where, like, what, where are you guys? What are you guys doing? Why aren't you posting? Why aren't you recording? And I was like, I was surprised and overwhelmed and humbled. I was like, wow, you guys actually care. I was like, oh, it's just like our family. Yeah, it really does feel like that. So anyways, we're back. Actually, this episode was Deepon's idea. Today, we just wanted to kind of get back into it a little bit slower not start too hot and heavy, you know. (laughs) Um, But we just wanted to talk about some tidbits. Some titty bitties? Yeah, some titty bitties. Little pieces of information that we've learned over the last three years that we've been practicing. Um, Some tips and tidbits to share with other new grads and yeah, kind of go from there. The first question we should answer is, what have we been up to and what have we been doing since the podcast took its long break. I think, okay, honestly, I have not too much to catch up on really. Um, I'm at, you know, working at a private clinic right now. I'm still there. I love it. It's still great. Um, I'm there now full time. I think that's one thing that's changed. 
And then the other major thing is just a bit of traveling here and there. Went to Iceland. That yes. was really great. Oh my God. Yeah, it's a really beautiful, beautiful country. Like I think it should be on everyone's bucket list. Even even though it's, you know, it's a bit colder. I even think that, you know, even if you're from a colder place, you should go because the landmarks and the geography is just insane. Like sometimes it doesn't even seem real. I don't know. I've never seen something like that. Um, even though we do live in Canada, like in the Western part of Canada, there, there are glaciers and mountains and all that stuff, but they have similar things, but it's just different. And yeah, yeah everyone should go. Oh, and then <laughs> the other place I went to was the exact opposite. I went to Dominican. Oh yeah. With How's that? Um, you know, traveling with family is different. <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> That's all we need to know. Yeah, That's I think it's a little know. bit more stressful. You know, yeah. I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. it was just a different experience. Would I do it again? That's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But what have you been up to? What? Um, by the time summer rolled in, I got married. So I had my wedding yes. in the summer. Oh, yes. <laughs> Deepon was there. Rab was there. Alex was there. I was forgot to great. mention that part. That's when we first all were together too, wasn't it? Yeah. The first time the four of us were physically together since 2018 was the last time we were all in a place together. So, um, so yeah, shout outs to zoom and podcasting. It keeps your friends together for sure. (laughs) After the wedding, you know, booked my two week honeymoon Europe trip. So that was like trip of a lifetime. We did Switzerland, Amsterdam, uh, Paris, and England. What else? I am now also the marketing director for Vision Therapy Canada, which is Vision Therapy Canada or VTC is um, the organization for Canadian optometrists and therapists who just are strongly interested in VT. Um, And so now I'm on the board of directors. I'm their marketing uh, person, because I think I'm the only one on the board that knows Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I like creating digital content. I, I started my own Instagram account, my own personal professional account, which I'm just, you know, the creative juices are just flowing and I'm just filling up that cup. So why don't we transition to our tidbits? This is just a trend. I've just been noticing. So this first tidbit is about prescribing. Um, I actually, when I was working in my second year, I was working in Lethbridge and I was still at a private practice. The head optometrist actually kind of gave me this tip and I didn't really realize it until he told me, but so for higher hyperopes, maybe like plus 150 or more. So these are like usually even like seniors and stuff. Um, when I'm prescribing them a reading power, I don't always prescribe their full reading power. I kind of hold back a little bit because I've just noticed when they get their updated glasses and they start using the reading portion of their glasses, they're like, no, this is too much. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, too oh, strong. It's too strong. So now like, say if it's, for example, I don't know, like a 67 year old, usually 
they can get to like a plus 250 with their reading, but now I'll just kind of go back a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe do a plus two, plus 225. And then I'll um, trial frame it and see how they like it. And they're like, yeah, this is fine. And then I'll compare it to their full one and see if they, if they find a difference. But yeah, now from now on, I just kind of pull back a little bit. Actually, that is very similar to one of my tidbits. So you're basically (laughs) emphasizing because I, because what I noticed as a new grad was in school, it's a lot of push plus, push plus, push plus all the time. And like, if you don't like you're not doing it right. Well, I, I I guess I approach refraction a lot of different ways now based on, yeah, the kind of category of patient, but any hyperopes. I always do the least plus that gives them the most comfortable VA. I feel like with more practice, you really do start to pick up, you know, based on the age category Mm -hmm. and their arm length and where where they're actually reading their materials. I guess I'll go into my tidbit because um, I'm going to explain what I'm talking about. My tidbit that I've learned is trial frame every RX. For every patient from ages zero to Mm -hmm. 99 plus, once you've done the foropter refraction, take it out, put it in a lens and then trial frame it while they're holding either their own cell phone, reading material, the the near card, the distance chart, trial frame, trial frame, trial frame. Um, It only takes two extra minutes. And trust me, if you feel like you don't have time for it because you're in a corporate chain that really pushes selling glasses, you will sell a lot of glasses when you actually show them how their vision is going to feel and look with the trial frame. Yes. And also you will have way less prescription rechecks. Way like hundred percent. Yeah. And now I'm like that, like a prescription. So I know for like prescription rechecks, a lot of people think they just take maybe 15, 20 minutes. Not always, not always. I always trial frame now because that extra, whatever, two to five minutes, I'm like, I'd rather do this and another 30 minutes to 45 minutes, figuring out what just went wrong. And then the patient dissatisfied as to why are my glasses? Yeah. And well, I'll tell you, um, for everyone listening, like all the new grads who get those, um, partial refractions that come back, if I've trial framed, And in the exam room at the distance that they believe that they hold things that we test out, if they are super comfortable with that prescription, the Mm -hmm. minute someone comes back for a refraction check, I'm not nervous now. I'm not anxious. I'm not thinking in the back of my head, oh shit, what did I give them? What did I screw up? What did I do? I'm always now thinking, okay, where did they get their lenses made? Did they buy them online? Did they get the, is the seg height off? Did they put the wrong prescription in the wrong lens? Now, automatically I'm more confident and actually side tidbit to save you time, because I've learned from partial refractions, Mm -hmm. the minute they sit in your chair and they tell you what's uncomfortable in their new glasses, Mm -hmm. check the VA in the new glasses, take Mm -hmm. them off, trial frame your RX from the last appointment and put it on. Yeah. If the problem's still there, okay, something's changed in the RX. You need to change it. If the problem is not there, explain to the patient, all right, now we got to be detective and fix what's in your glasses. It's not a doctor problem. It's not an RX problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. I always trial frame my prescription. 
Yes. It's huge. That's a good tidbit. <laughs> That's I'm so, glad my ego is too it. high. I'm like, there is nothing wrong with my yes. <laughs> So no, I'll put and- it trial frame it. And yes. I'll be like, okay read the 2020 line right there. No, but I mean, yes, that's what yeah. I do. Cause that's how you rule that out. And if they're like, oh, actually, yeah, I can see through this. Yes. Actually, and to be honest, that is most of the time, right? It's usually not always the prescription, unless there's a significant change, like a jump or something. Okay. Yeah. Or like a medical reason, something changes, yeah, of course. Like and you're that. like, all right, something's off. Usually. Yeah. The glasses, the measurements, the frame, something like that, yeah. but you just want to rule out, you know, description. One of my tidbits later that I'll talk about is basically confidence, but I kind of already feel like, um, I already feel like the vibe of our podcast is evolving with how we're evolving as new grads, because when we started our podcast, we were just starting our careers. Everything that we talked about, we, we were more nervous, asking more questions, uncertain how to handle stuff. And now look at us like two to three years coming in. We're like, listen, (laughs) snapping our fingers. Like we know we're good. Okay. We know what we're doing. We're smart. Like like our confidence level is just really, I mean, of course we're still learning and everything, but there's things we're definitely more confident about. This is not really a tidbit, but a piece of advice that I got during one of my rotations in Kansas. I didn't really think about this much at the time, I don't know why this year it's been really hitting me. Um, so one of the doctors at my, it was at a private practice rotation. And she told me like, after we saw, I can't remember, it was some full exam. We finished the exam. Everything was okay. But they were telling us like a personal story about their anxiety or um, something that had happened to them previously. And we were just talking about that during the exam. But this attending was like, Uh, So deep on in your career, you're going to realize how much, how much you're going to act like a psychologist to. Oh, yes. And she's like, you won't understand this maybe right now, but you will realize this, how much you're going to have to listen to patients' problems that have nothing to do with their eyes. It's like personal problems, anxiety issues. Um, you know, all these other things that you're not trained for. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I never, like, I never really had an experience like that when you were in school or anything. So I was like, "Mm, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but yes, (laughs) that is one of the biggest things I've noticed. And I think Dr. When one of our old episodes, Dr. Maharaj actually kind of talked about this a little bit too, because he runs a dry eye practice and my current clinic that I work at is a dry eye practice as well. Um, yeah, people will really talk about different things that you're just not exactly trained for to handle. And that can become draining on you as a person, uh, because you're trying to finish this 20 to 30 minute exam. And someone tells you this story and you're like, okay, I never thought about that until you just brought it up, mm-hmm. but I can, I can count on my fingers how many patients I've had where I have actually recommended if they would like to see a psychologist or a psychotherapist. I'm like, I can provide some resources for you. Dry eye patients go through mental health challenges all the time, and they even commit suicide from their symptoms. You're not really sure if they're 
feeling this way because of their dry eyes, because of personal issues. So you're just like, okay, where, what's, yeah, what, I can only, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I can only address the ocular issues, yeah. but like what, what's happening with these other issues, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. You just have to put up with a lot of other patients, mental health challenges and stresses, and they will plop it all on your shoulders so you kind of, as a new grad, you have to decide, you know, what stress loads do you want to actually handle? Yeah. Because some of them, like you said, you know, if they're suicidal, if they're yeah. getting abused, like you, you, you need to intervene. Yeah. But then on the other hand, you know, how, how are you going to navigate those situations where someone's just kind of laying it on you and yes. it's not relevant to the eye exam? Um, I wanted to dive a little bit into the confidence as my next tidbit, because now I really want to explain what I mean. As a new grad, we are like thrown in the fire. We're like little <laughs> chickens with our heads cut off running around. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. So I, you know, of course our confidence level is shook. Like we are just so nervous. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know what's going on. I think with time, we will all find our confidence level. And if it makes anyone feel better, I'm already a lot more confident in my skills, in my services, and even just how I handle situations at work and stand up for myself, mm -hmm. even with just two years of working. And I'm yeah. sure deep on for you, it's only been three years. That's a short amount of time, but you will get that confidence level. And, um, I want to share two pieces of advice that I think are so, so important. They've stuck with me deep, deep down inside. I'll never forget this advice that really helped to change the way that I practice and just my confidence level overall. During my residency, there was a moment where my mentor and I, so Dr. Lee and I were um, chatting with a mom who was signing up her kid for vision therapy the way that the conversation was going with her, basically she was asking for a discount on vision therapy services because her child has autism. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of work to take care of my child. There is a financial stress, a financial burden. And, you know, I just feel like he, he deserves, he deserves a discount for yeah. vision therapy. It wasn't really a, a mother asking for assistance. It was kind of a mother saying, well, why doesn't he, you know, have a discount? Okay. Obviously I was a resident. I didn't really answer that question because I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm allowed to give discounts. That's not even something <laughs> I'm going to ask or answer. Right? right. And whatever the conversation ended, the minute the mom left, Dr. Lee looked at me and it looked like her head was going to explode. Yeah. And she's like, let me tell you right now, you are a doctor. You are not a clothing store. You're not a freaking like coffee shop. We do not discount our services for healthcare. We do not lower our standards for care because someone wants it for cheaper. And she's just like, I can't believe this mom asked for a discount like that. It's so, ugh, it's just so cringe. Yeah. And the way that she said it, I was like, damn. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, this <laughs> As a new grad, I mean, a lot of new grads also work in, you know, retail chain corporations or mall locations where, you know, patients come in, maybe having that perception that eye care should be cheaper, 
Why doesn't my insurance cover the rest? I don't want to pay for my copay. With Dr. Lee's advice, like my confidence in that is solid. And this goes into what Dr. Maharaj said in our episode about the psychology of optometry. I will link that episode in our description for everyone to listen to because you really, really should listen to it. He was mentioning how products can provide status. Mm -hmm. So patients can have the option to purchase higher end products or cheaper products, depending on their financial budget and, you know, what they, what kind of status they want. That's fine. But services are provided to all patients equally. There's no discounting. There's no freebies. There's no, you know, one person gets the 25% and the other doesn't because everyone deserves equal quality of service. And so if your eye exam is, you know, 150 bucks, everyone who walks through the door is going to get that $150 eye exam because you're not going to cheap out your experience and your service for anybody who's different. Even staff, they're like, oh, I feel bad for this person. I'm like, I I don't because I know if they pay to see me, I'm going to give them a damn good eye exam. Yeah. And so this is how much I believe it's worth. And I think that's where I personally found my confidence. And so hopefully you guys listening can take that with you too. um, And just be more confident in what you're worth. And you know, you give good service. So don't cheap out. And I mean, this kind of runs into these conversation about um, the conversations about stores in the mall that are offering these $95, $99 exams. So just to play devil's advocate for a, a patient point of view, when they're seeing these $95, $99 exams, and then they're like, okay, so why is this exam this much? But then when I go to this other clinic, it's over $150. What is the difference? So let's just be honest, like those, these kind of places are completely devaluate, devaluing our services, right? And I 100% agree, we are doctors, we went to school for um, eight or more years, you know, I think my services are definitely worth over $150. If you go to any dentist for an exam, it's like 400 or more dollars. Um, so I mean, yeah, again, I can rant about this. Yeah, we can, uh, we can make this our happy hour rant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There is a podcast series that Dr. Harbir Cyan did um, about the different doctors and then kind of different like corporate chain um, optometry professions and owners of these chains just to get a better idea of what they're offering to our profession and if they're trying to bring it up or devalue it. And I think it's really important for any new grad or any optometrist to listen to that series because you can form your own opinion on these different companies and corporate chains. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning like Mm -hmm. how to, I'm still building my confidence. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, I'm not as confident as I could or should be. Yeah. Um, I, cause I, I work in different modes of practice, right? So I am in corporate chains right mm-hmm. now. I'm Me at too. a Loblaws. <laughs> yeah. I'm at a Loblaws grocery store. Yeah. And I'm also in a family owned optical that functions like if they were a retail chain, right? They want to offer discounted frames and cheap goods, and they want my eye exam to be as cheap as the one across the street because they want 
you know, they, they want the clients to come into their store. Um, but I also work in a private practice that's been running for 20 plus years that charges a hundred dollars more than what I'm charging in the family owned optical. And those two offices are an eight minute drive away from each other. Okay. (laughs) They're very close to each other, completely different modes of practice and completely different standards of care. I'm still building my confidence to negotiate with that family owned optical to say, I know I'm worth more. Your Mm -hmm. Google reviews are all from my good service. Mm -hmm. Patients say how much they love and appreciate the service there. I'm definitely worth a lot more than, you know, the amount that we're charging right now. Um, And the sad news is I'm the one that actually sets the fees. Yeah. (laughs) Don't have any influence on the fees but they guilt trip me yeah, <laughs> to yeah. make the fees cheaper. So yeah. as a new grad, we're screaming at you to say, don't cheap out. Yeah. But I totally get it. Everyone it's around you is going to guilt trip you. The, the store manager, your um, employer, you know, the patients, they're all going to make you feel like, okay, fine. I'll just settle for something lower And then I'll just see double the amount of patients per day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm still working on that too, but I always have to tell myself that in the back of my head, like, yeah, I'm not a grocery store. I'm not a clothing store. I'm not a product. I am a service first Mm -hmm. and foremost. And so for my service, I am worth this much. And because I went through, you know, the mental health challenges we went through yeah. In optometry school. <laughs> I mean, we should be charging like a billion dollars per <laughs> eye exam. Like I'm surprised we even survived. Yeah. And that's huge to all yeah. students, even listening to these podcasts. Yeah. Think of the mental health issues you guys are going through yeah. with the amount of like craziness that school comes with. Yeah. You don't want to come out of school with all that anxiety and PTSD Yeah, to just not get how much you're worth. compensated properly. And it's important yeah. what you mentioned, it's the service. So, I mean, yes. glasses and the products and stuff, like what you said about what Dr. Maharo just saying, yeah. you have your more higher end products and you have the less expensive products, which is fine. That mm-hmm. is fine. It's the service itself that should be valued properly. Because again, we all went to school for this. We all know the same um, thing. Yeah. It's just that that's what just irks me is that yeah here's a $70 exam right across the street and then another exam that's like whatever 100 over $150 that's what frustrates me because I'm like wow okay but yeah I yeah so confidence 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 take those messages um to heart that's what I would share with every new grad right like don't discount don't cheap out. You're worth it and know your worth and stick by it as much and as you can. You're not being rude when you say something, when you stand up yeah. for yourself. You are not being rude. You're no, just not at all. saying your wants and your needs. Okay. It's not being rude or confrontational. Yeah. Unless you are being confrontational. <laughs> no, it's not. You're, it's totally yeah. fine. That's, yeah, that's a huge piece of advice, actually. That's like the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have time for maybe one more each. Well, we have- mine has to do with sunglasses. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's like really, it's like very small tidbit. So I think about two years ago, it was the first time I ever tried the brown sunglasses and that okay. like changed my life. Like 
my vision, like the contrast, the enhancement of contrast and my color perception. Oh my God. Now I tell all my patients to get the brown sunglasses versus like the gray or black ones oh. because of like how enhanced my contrast is. It like enhances details, brightens colors. But it's is like- that- is that specifically more for you? Like versus like, what's the science behind that? It like, I don't know. I think it filters out like the yellow. Okay. I was wearing them when like, cause we were having like snowstorms or rainstorms. I didn't even realize my windshield was dirty. I was like, I can see through this whole thing. No <laughs> I'm like, this is the best vision I've ever had. And now I'm like, yeah. such a, um, advocate for it so yeah. someone's like, oh, I want to get sunglasses I'm like yo you got to get the brown <laughs> you just pop in the door like when they're in the optical you just peep out from the wall like get yeah. the brown ones get I know the brown. I to get the dark black ones or like yeah. maybe some lighter tinted ones but as soon as I got the brown sunglasses it is literally yeah. the best vision I've ever oh when I first put them on I was like I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna try those on. So actually, okay, this is not my tidbit, but I'll add to yours. Yeah, anytime I find or discover a lens that yeah. has really worked well for some of my patients, yeah, yeah then I'm like raging about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I will share for anyone that works with Maui Gym, they mm-hmm. have a high contrast lens. I don't know if there's an actual other name for it, but it's okay. um this is like a clear lens. It's a clear lens. It's not really a blue light filter, but it has like a little bit of a blue or like an anti glare sort of coating on it. I think it's just called high contrast. I think this lens has been so wonderful for like a handful so far of my migraine light sensitivity patients oh, because nice. usually I'll show them tinted lenses, right? So I'll go for the FL 41, the rose yeah. color, maybe a, a little yellow or a little brown or gray or blue or whatever green. And then all of us, and they'll sometimes like it, the tints, and they'll be like, yeah, like this is good. And then I show them the Maui gym high contrast and they're like, oh my God, this is so nice. Like Vision is so vivid. It's clear, but the lights, it just tones them down Uh, to just such a love. And I've tried them on too. I I see the difference. It's really, really good. Yeah. It's been working really well so far. My patients have loved it. And then I have one more titty bitty, um, that I really think is so important, even maybe before you start, um, really practicing, but you'll tweak this as you practice Find your best analogies of eye conditions Ah. because it will make it so much easier to explain those conditions to patients um, in the exam room, Mm. but really work, I would recommend work on it. Like pick one or two or maybe three different ways to explain a condition and then pick the best one that you remember that you can explain, try it out on a patient the less questions they ask, you stick with that analogy. Like it, it works every time. That's um, true. That's a good one, actually. I have so many. And now I, I, I'm like the analogy queen. Like ask me any condition and I'll explain it to you in layman's terms and ex- and compare it to like a shoe. Like, <laughs> like or like like a phone. Mine like, has a lot to do with like exercises, bicep workouts or something with like- 
Oh, like when patients have like tired eyes or something and they're like, yeah, oh, I'm just looking at my computer all day, but I don't have my, you know, computer glasses on. And I'm got like, it, got it, got it's it. like working out all day, your bicep exercises. And, getting getting tired. Tired. <laughs> and I'm like literally doing the motion. <laughs> so, like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that, and that is in the exam. <laughs> that's part of my tidbit. Um, start talking to your friends, ask your other colleagues, like what are their analogies and steal them, like share your analogies and use them. Um, that could also be a little happy hour episode. You guys let us know if you want a happy hour of us getting drunk, just telling our (laughs) analogies of like cataracts and accommodative spasm and dry eyes, because I think it'll be really good to share those analogies with patients um, and, and share with colleagues, practice, 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 because it will save you so much time in the exam room. If they fully understand it, when you ask the patient, do they have any questions? They'll say, no, I think you explained everything pretty well. And then you're done out the door. Easy yeah. as that. But no, I think um, analysis is a big one. I think that's a good, really good uh, piece of advice because yeah, if you kind of, or if you're kind of not sure how you're going to explain something, patients will just always have more questions and then be like, wait a minute, I didn't quite understand. And then yeah. you're like, Hey, let me re-explain this part. Okay. I think that's it. We shared a lot of titty bitties for you guys. Um, yes. I hope that that helped, um, a lot of new grads, you know, getting into our minds and our thoughts of, what we've experienced over the past two to three years of practicing, where we are now, where our podcast is going. So we're really looking forward to just getting back on the mic now every week or every couple of weeks, um, Hmm. you know, releasing episodes, sharing great content, having fun, and then Hmm. interviewing a lot of amazing guests um, just so that you guys can learn from some of the greats that are in our profession. And new greats who are, you know, introducing a lot of new stuff into the profession. And if you guys have someone or, um, someone in an expert in the industry that you want to learn more about, or you want more information from about like a certain topic, let us know because we're open. We're very open to ideas. We want to, you know, collaborate with you guys too. And yeah, we're always, we're always reading comments and everything and open to feedback and stuff. So Yes, we're really good with that. So if you have someone in mind that you want interviewed, let us know. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to Four Eyes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating to give us a feedback on how we're doing. And you can check us out on Instagram at Four Eyes Optom for a lot more content and to share your thoughts on this episode. We'll see you next time. 